Thank you for tuning in to the Practical Preservation Podcast. Please take a moment to visit our website, practicalpreservationservices.com, for additional information and tips to help you restore your historical home. If you've not done so, please subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud, and also like us on Facebook. Welcome to the Practical Preservation Podcast, hosted by Danielle and Jonathan Kepperling. Kepperling Preservation Services is a family-owned business based in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, dedicated to the preservation of our built architectural history for today's use as well as future generations. Our weekly podcast provides you with expert advice specific to the unique needs of renovating a historic home, educating by sharing our from-the-trenches preservation knowledge and our guests' expertise, balancing modern needs while maintaining the historical significance, character, and beauty of your period home. Today on the Practical Preservation Podcast, Amy Hevelin from Vivacious Victorians uh, is joining me. Thank you. Thank you for joining me, Amy. Thank you so much for having me. So tell me about your background. So um, I am definitely not a preservationist by trade. I'm actually a um, high school band director and um, my husband is a computer programmer and um, we fell in love with old houses right about the time that we got married. And um, we've lived in a couple different places due to to jobs and and moving um, to be closer to family and things like that. But um, every single house we bought has been progressively worse. Oh no. (laughs) Which is exciting. It's like every house teaches us something new that leads us to the next house. And um, so it's, it's just been really fun. And so through that, we've gotten um, involved with some local preservation and um, just wanting to hopefully help people to know that sometimes scary houses um, are actually really fun to restore and um, people can learn and gain the skills to be able to do it themselves. So and you said you when about the time you got married, you started to fall in love with these older houses. Was there something specific that drew you in or? Well, I student taught in um, New Philadelphia, Ohio, which is um, a little town sort of between um, Columbus and Pittsburgh. That's like the, the best mm-hmm. way to describe it um, the, for people that aren't familiar with that area. Um, and um, the high school was in a downtown um, area that was just filled with old Victorians and old houses and Um, just walking around like I just was really drawn to them and it just um, and I was really drawn to the ones that weren't perfect like I liked kind of seeing that like oh this would be really neat if it was fixed up and of course we didn't know how to do any of that Um, (laughs) and we bought our first house when I I taught there um, and well first I rented a house where I was living on the second floor it was a Victorian and I had the second floor apartment Um, and and I just I really liked it I liked you know just how grounded it felt and warm Mm -hmm. it felt And then we bought a house that was actually in really good shape. It was built in the 1920s and it was a little farmhouse vernacular um, in that city. And so we lived there for a couple of years before we came to Indiana. So, yeah, that's, I, I, I think that people are typically drawn towards older buildings, even if they don't realize why they're drawn to them. Like just the, even the neighborhoods are different than like a development. Right. And I mean, just, you know, the big trees and, you know, just all of the whole atmosphere just was really great. Yeah. 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 So tell me about your uh, vivacious Victorian blog. So um, when we, we live in Franklin, Indiana now, which is just south of Indianapolis. 
and um, we bought this Victorian house that we're living in now. And it's, this is definitely our forever home unless something crazy happens. Um, but it is a um, three-story Queen Anne Victorian, um, about 4,600 square feet. And it was raining on the indoors when we bought it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it had been, it was vacant um, for several years and had been foreclosed on and really just the roof had failed. That was, yeah. people didn't live there. Um, and so we decided to rescue her. And um, I would post pictures on Facebook and um, and I would post pictures on Facebook of the things that we were doing. And people were like, you really should start blogging about this. And I had no idea like what that meant and what that right. would feel. Um, and um, then one day I was just like, okay, sure. So I jumped on WordPress and I figured some things out. And, um, you know, I had done high school yearbook, which gives me absolutely no basis for anything. <laughs> I sort of like knew, like I knew how I liked pictures to be on pages and, and things like that. So it was just, you know, when I started thinking about it as, okay, this is like an online diary that I can show what we're doing right. and like you know, family and friends that are like, what are you doing with this place? So, yeah. Oh, that's, that's fun. And I do think it's, it's a little bit intimidating, like when you see the back end of WordPress, but it's really easy. Like after you. Right. To, to post at least is easy. <laughs> right. And then every time, if there's like an update, I'm like, don't change anything. I know exactly how everything works. I don't right. <laughs> we, but, we, we were struggling with that last week. I, I was on your blog prepping for this. And I, I love that you mix like your project with the history, like Victorian bathrooms, and then your bucket list of things that you, that you want to do. So, right, which of course I probably won't do many of them, but it's nice. <laughs> So do you, do you uh, get, I saw that you were asking people to add things to the bucket list. Have you gotten anybody to, to add? add There's something? definitely some people that have added things like, like, I don't think I had anything on there about like um, doing, learning how to do our own plaster work. I think somebody suggested adding that, which I was like, that's terrifying to me, but would be really, really cool. Yeah. Um, so there definitely are some things that, that um, people have put on there for sure. Um, some of it I think is really, really attainable. Some of it, like I just need more money and I'm a public school teacher. So it's probably not going to happen. Right. Like, you know, I'm like, I want to restore a mid-mod house. Like, I think that would be fun. <laughs> well, and, and that, and, yeah, I agree with you. That would be fun. But, but part of the problem with those materials is they weren't, they're not repairable. Like the, the older buildings are. Right. Right. Absolutely. So, um, so yeah, but it's, it is certainly fun, um, fun to dream. And it's nice to see other people who have said, like when I, I know when I put down um, that I wanted to learn how to stain glass, I had several people that said, oh, I've done stained glass before and this is really neat. And so it was neat to, it's neat to have other people steer you in directions. Yeah. Like the old house community is really great. Like, um, I think, you know, there's a lot of terrible communities on the internet, but the old house community is really good. You know, people are very supportive and um, everybody has their strengths. Like, I mean, tiling is a strength, like, and doing tile design is a strength of mine. But, um, you know, there are other things that I'm not as good at, but it's, right. it's nice where we can all sort of find each other and say like, oh, I'm good at this. I'm not good at this. Let's put you two together and figure out how you guys can give each other support and ideas. That That's great. Yeah. I haven't spent a lot of time on um, old house community forums, but maybe I, maybe I need to, I, I really hadn't spent a lot of time like in forums in general, just because I try not to be a joiner. <laughs> right. No, I totally get that. And I mean, there are definitely like, there are definitely um, 
I don't know, avenues of people. Like you have people that are, that will just want to disown people if they paint woodwork and you have other people that are like, it's your house, do whatever you want with it. But, but overall, you know, there's a lot of just a lot of positivity and a lot of people who are like, yes, we've been there. We've done that. We've all had, you know, a ceiling fall down on us when it's not supposed to, it's okay. You'll get through it. It'll be fine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I, I, I tend to, and, and I think it's with any community, but I, I, there are some people in the preservation community that tend to be pretty militant. So I could see people <laughs> getting sure. upset about, about painting uh, woodwork. Right. Uh, but I tend to, I tend to be more in that, well, it's your house and if it can be undone, you know, it's, it's not something right. that's going to cause permanent damage. <laughs> so sure. tell me about the, the houses that you've restored because you have several houses listed on your blog. Yeah. Well, and almost every house has sort of come with a, um, with a job change. So we, when the houses that I really focus on the blog have been since we moved to Franklin, Indiana, which is where we live now. Um, the first house that we've lived in, um, was in the historic downtown area where we still live. It's about three blocks away. And, um, it was a built in eight, it's a folk Victorian house. It was built in 1875. Um, and it w really did not have a whole lot wrong with it. It had um, been the uh, the local college baseball team had lived there, so oh, I mean, it had yeah. been yeah. it had been a rental. Yeah. And um, you know, one of those things where like you didn't have any doors in the refrigerator when we bought it. So there was <laughs> there was um, definitely some like it, like it had been stripped of everything pretty. The woodwork right. was still in really great shape. The floors were in great shape. Um, but everything else was just very like renter grade. So um, that was where we first started. We're like, let's do make a really fancy bathroom. So we made a really fancy bathroom and we learned how to tile. And um, my, I'm really great at saying, this is what I want and this is what the vision is. And I'm good at kind of the researching the design side of things. And then my husband, who's very engineer oriented, like when I say, hey, this is what I wanna do. He's like, okay. And then he likes, he likes the puzzle of figuring out like what's behind the walls and how can I right. get behind the walls without tearing the walls out and what can we do? And, um, and that partnership I think has worked really, really well. Right, so, right. Um, so in that house, we did two bathrooms and one of those bathrooms ended up winning the reader remodel contest for this old house oh, magazine. Yeah. yeah. So that was really fun. So it got to be in a magazine and um, we were like this, it's like our little baby. We're very proud of it. <laughs> and, um, and then we also did some work on the kitchen and that house was, it was just beautiful. And we were in the stage of thinking like, is this our forever house? It's not exactly what we want, but it has so many charming things about it. And we, we were at the point of like making a list of, well, what can we do to make this the perfect house right. or do we go look for something else? And then in the middle of that process, the Victorian house that we live in um, came on the market. And so we, and it was, ridiculously cheap so we knew something was wrong with it <laughs> and um so we finally we were like okay let's just go see it in between those two houses um we actually bought the house next door to that first house in franklin it had um it had gone into foreclosure it was insanely cheap and so we thought you know we're gonna stay in this house for a while let's buy this really really cheap house next door like if we fix it up and then rent it out we could be landlords and right. like it'll pay for itself so we fixed that house up um i mean we did for that house 
we tried to keep the historical nature in mind while also being conscious of it's going to go to renters. Right. And um, the person who rented it actually is the person who who was our house painter for the exterior of our house. So he loves old houses and he's been in there for like six years and he's amazing. Um, so, so that part's great. So we have this little Victorian cottage and then we bought the Victorian that we live in now. And, um, so that's the third house that's on the blog and that's okay. the one we're working on now. So we sold the first house because we made the leap and said, let's go buy this house of three blocks away and save it. So we <laughs> still have the rental. Um, and, but now we're fixing up this one. Yeah, that's, that's impressive. I, I hate moving. So you're, you're doing much better than I am. <laughs> I am like the weirdest person because I like, I don't like packing things up, but I love unpacking things. Like if I move someplace, I'm just, I love like the idea of figuring out where everything's home is. Like, I just, it's very fun to me. And I know that's yeah. bizarre, but. I, I think that every everything should be put away. So that's I think that's a good I don't understand the people who are living out of boxes years later. So right. <laughs> so um, do you have any tips that uh, they for other homeowners that are wanting to start their own preservation projects or that want to kind of try to figure out how to do it themselves, but maybe with historically sensitive? Sure, absolutely. So, I mean, the number one thing I think is just know your limits and don't be afraid to ask questions. Um, you know, when you get into a house project or when you are looking at a house and you're not sure if you can buy it, um, talk to the people that are in that community because the people in that community are going to know the most about it. They're going to know who the person is that does windows really well. Um, they're going to know the people that can come and, and walk around and give you an idea of the, sh of the shape of the floors or the shape of the roof. Um, because a lot of times if you have contractors or people that are not historically motivated, they're going to want to like rip all the windows out and right. replace them and things right. like that. Um, but if there's a local historical society, they generally know the people who are going to be upfront with you on all of that and say, because they're, they want the best for the community as well. Um, also with the house that we bought, um, I think one of my biggest tips is, um, when you're like, when we bought this house, it, because it had been foreclosed on and it was in such poor shape, the list price was really cheap, but we were like, there's no way we're going to be able to afford to restore the outside right. of the house. I mean, the house is on a street that's on the national register. You have to get it to, yeah. Yeah. And we wanted to be, and even if it wasn't, we wanted to honor the house. So like the right. house had a slate roof that had failed and we were like, we can't afford a slate roof. Right. There's it's no way. Yeah. And, um, so, but but, you know, the house the, the house price was so cheap and we could have afforded a house that was maybe three times as expensive. But we were like, we don't know if we can, like, do, do banks loan you more money than the house is worth? Is that a thing that happens? Right. And so, you know, talking to people in the community, you know, we found some banks that were really willing to work with us that, that knew the houses and knew what was going on and said, yeah, you know, we had to submit to them a DIY portfolio and say, you know, here's what we're going to hire out. Here's what we're going to do ourselves. Um, and we ended up finding a bank that was really willing to work with us to help us oh, save the house. Great. Yeah. yeah, which I, which is amazing. And, you know, those local people are also going to help you be able to find um, insurers. We've not, we've not had a problem um, insuring our house, but I know that that's a big thing that people ask that me is. all the time is how do we get insurance for a house that that's really old? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think it depends on the level of insurance you want to. Absolutely. Because, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that's, and that's, those are like, at least to me, those are the hardest, like that whole like financial legal world is the most, is the hardest to navigate. So if you have somebody that's in your town or that's a neighbor that says, you know, here's who we know and that we've worked with and word of mouth is just really great. And old house people love to talk about their old houses. Right. They so, do. you know, you're not going to like, if you drive by a house of somebody that has an incredible front yard and you see them outside working on it, they want to talk to you about it. Mm-hmm. And so, Um, I think that's one of the big things is just not being afraid to ask questions and, um, and to find out what resources you have in the area. And then when you know that it's something you can't handle yourself and you have an expert in there helping, asking questions along the way, taking notes, um, learning, asking them why they do things so that you can be able to explain it to other people along the way. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I think that's really good advice. I was, um, I did a presentation last night for the um, local preservation trust. We had to make our make our um, our annual meeting online, so it was like a Zoom to you know ten people. But it was, uh-huh. <laughs> sure. but it was and, and and I've decided I don't like Zoom presentations because I'm sitting there. I feel like I'm just talking to myself because like I have no feedback. I have no you know nobody. I can't see anybody. Like it's like right. I hate this. So anyway, right. that that's my own. But um. I, one of the things that I talked about was finding, find, finding a contractor that understands old buildings because new, old, new construction people will come in and just say, oh, these are terrible, just rip them out. And I had a conversation today with someone who's, the house has settled like on one side and the, so the w- windows are all out of square. And he's like, well, can, should we replace them? I'm like, well, if you, honestly, if you replace them, I don't know a replacement window company that's going to put your windows in out of square. So you're still going to have a gap at the bottom. So we can put one at the bottom of your sash and fix it, or you can get new windows. I mean, the choice is yours, but with your new windows, you're going to have the same problem. (laughs) Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. Windows are, windows are like always the biggest bone of contention. So, yeah. Um, did you um, did you do a lot of the work on the windows yourself, or have you not tackled windows? We have not tackled a lot of the windows. Um, we've done, I mean, we've done a little bit of work, and we've talked about like I, that's going to be one of our next projects. But it's not, um, they're not in terrible shape, so that part is good. Um, there are a couple windows that over the years, like the turret, the windows in the tower, the turret yeah. um, are curved. And so some of the windows are original curved glass. Some of them are straight glass that someone put in over yeah. the years. And then some of them are like curved plexiglass. So right. there's like, yeah. there's a whole mishmash. So I, at some point we're going to make all of that, um, all of that happen, but the house is pretty airtight, which is, oh, which is nice. Yeah. Well, and, and really the windows you don't lose a lot of air on the walls. It's, it's through right. the roof. So as long right, as right. And that's, as long that's another, that, and everyone always thinks that they're like, Oh, I have to replace the windows. Cause then it's going to be right more efficient. And it's like, no, it's, a, it's not, it's yeah. Yeah. There was a, there was an energy auditing company here, um, Tamison, and she always said, you know, and she was, she was coming from a new house, like make your house as tight as you can perspective. And she's like, I always say to people, do you want new windows or do you want energy efficiency? Cause they're not the same, but you can get new windows. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so uh, what challenges or trends do you see in preservation? Oh, um, I mean, I think challenges are, I think what we see in our community here is just the idea that everyone wants everything to be done really fast. 
Yeah. And so when you aren't willing to take the time to do things, then you have to cut the corners and you can't take care of all the details the way that the house wants you to take care of the details. Right. Um, and I, you know, whether it's windows or whether it's like, you know, the roof and we did end up doing slate on our roof and I'm, we're so happy that we did. Oh yeah. Um, but it's one of those things that I think that taking the time to research and figure out what the house wants, like, you know, people will buy a house and, you know, tear out the whole inside before they've lived in it for enough to kind of see how the house works in itself. Right. Yeah. You know, um, I, I read a story the other day about how people being in quarantine, like the idea of um, open concept houses, like people are like, we want rooms now instead of open right. we want to, we want to have some space. We want to have, yeah, we want to be able to close things off. And I'm like, great, this would be like the best thing ever. Because, right. you know, I, I think that um, old houses were built in such a way, like, you know, new houses, they can, you can build them however you want, because you don't have to worry about where, how the sun hits the light and right. how the shade hits the light. And so old architects, like they knew how to design the house in a way that worked with the weather. And I think yeah. that when we try to fight that as a community and try to just put all new modern things in, it, it doesn't work as well. No, it doesn't, because um, they were inherently energy efficient because in, fuel wasn't easy or cheap. Right, that. absolutely, yeah. So, I mean, I think that, to me, I just, I wish that everyone would just kind of slow down and, um, and, and figure out a way to do those, those details in the house right, instead of trying to worry about getting it done in, you know, a month. Right. No, I, I agree with you. And I, I often, that's often one of the first questions that I ask people when we go to see them is like, how, how are you going to use this space? Like, what does it need to, because you, if you don't understand that, this, that you can't figure out the solution. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And so I, I definitely agree with you. Is there anything that you thought of while we were we were talking that you want to share um, that that just kind of came up in your in your brain? Mm, I think that I, the other thing about like learning how how we learn how to do things. Um, you know, I've collected um, books and magazines over the years. Um, like even if it's on a topic that I don't think I'm necessarily going to use. But like I have um, books that I've picked up at like, you know, half price books on how to do draperies and the historic nature of draperies oh, yeah. <laughs> like on the indoors, which is great. Um, finding um, resources online um, on um, wood moldings and how to do inlaid floors and um, finding like I try and I try to put a lot of that on my blog too so that people can find those um, bathroom catalogs and lighting catalogs and just things for people to look and just get an idea of okay this is what happened during the year of my house right um, these are the kinds of things that I'm looking for and I don't think that everything has to be perfect like I we are not building a museum we're building right. a house that we live yeah, in that you're going to live in and enjoy yeah yeah and I don't want like when our nieces and nephews come over I don't want them to have to worry about whether or not they they're having to be ginger, but like, you know, things like light fixture, the permanent things, light fixtures, right. yeah. fireplaces, floors, things like that. Um, you know, I want to do, but Victorians were known for, they, they wanted to put the most modern things in their houses. They, yeah. and, well, and that's always our joke that <clears throat> colonial houses usually got modernized during the Victorian time. And that's why they're all sagging because they cut all the support beams to put their bathrooms in. 
Oh, right. Oh, yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. So that that whole concept and idea is just it's just hilarious. And um, so, like, you know, I try to I at least I hope that I take the approach of the things that aren't permanent in the house. Like, you know, Victorians liked a color and pattern on the inside of the house. But maybe I do a more modern pattern on the upholstery right. and yeah. things like that. Um, so it still feels like me and it's, and it's colorful and fun and playful. Um, yeah. and it's not stodgy, but it still has this feel of, you know, if someone comes into people come into my kitchen all the time and they look at the floor, the marble floor, and they're like, Oh, this is original. And I'm like, Nope, it's not. <laughs> right. And that's the best compliment someone yes. can give us. Yeah. And I, the other thing with that is that we've learned that like, if you look at that marble floor that we put in, there are imperfections. Like we are, we are not perfect. But that's okay because once it's in, like, you know, if you have, if you have one tile that's a little bit cracked once you put it in because maybe something didn't settle right, um, you know, it's, it, it adds to the, the whole nature, realistic nature of the house. It makes right. it kind of look like it's, it's always character. Perfect. Yeah. Right. And it doesn't mean that you do a terrible job on things, but right. you don't sweat if, because these houses, they're not level, they're not plumb, they're not square. Um, and so you're not ever going to be hundred percent perfect and that's okay. Yeah. I, I think that that's, I think that that's very, very true for living in an older house because there's, there's, you have to, and working on an older house, you have, there's, there's a balance there where you're, you're not going to get it perfectly level. You're not going to get it perfectly straight. So you have to get it to where, where you can tolerate it, where right. it's not going to, not going to trip your OCD, but other than right. that. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so, well, um, how can someone uh, contact you or, or visit your blog? They, yeah, they can absolutely on the blog, vivaciousvictorian.com. Um, there's a spot where they can contact me and that'll send me an email. And, um, and I definitely try to get back to all of those as much as I can. I also have um, an Instagram account, which oh, you, sure. can, you can find that on the blog. Um, but my, um, my handle on Instagram is Amy Lee, L-E-I-G-H underscore 1902 Victorian. And so I have a lot of people reach out there as well. And on Instagram, I have a, um, I run a uh, old house feature, like community feature. I call it 52 weeks of home okay. where um, every week I have a theme. And so, you know, one week it might be bathrooms. One week it might be um, things that you found at a flea market. One week it might be woodwork where just people post and they, they share. It's like a show and tell. It's like an adult show and tell for your house right. for the whole year. Oh, and that's so people, really fun. Yeah. And so people share different things and, you know, and then we all drool over everybody else's things that we don't have in our house. Like we don't have, <laughs> we don't have lots of stained glass in our house, but um, other people do. And it's just like, it's yeah. mind blowing to see what other people yeah. have. So it's that's kind of what, that's what I would love about having a Victorian house would be the stained glass. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. Well, very good. Well, thank you so much for, for coming on with me today. And I, I appreciate it. Um, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Oops, I, I stopped. Oh. Thanks for listening to the Practical Preservation Podcast. The resources discussed during this episode are on our website at practicalpreservationservices.com forward slash podcast. If you received value from this episode and know someone else that will get value from it as well, please share it with them. Join us next week for another episode of the Practical Preservation Podcast. For more information on restoring your historic home, visit practicalpreservationservices.com.